Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 6th of December. A major boost for our vaccine rollout with the Therapeutic Goods Administration approving the Pfizer jab for younger Australians. Those aged between 5 and 11 could be eligible from the start of next year before hundreds of thousands of students return to school. AMA President Dr Omar Korshid says Atagi still needs to give the move the tick of approval. What Atagi's got to do is work out Uh, when it should be given, how it should be given and to whom it should be given. And those are really important questions to make sure that the uh, vaccine program delivery uh, saves kids from COVID and doesn't cause any harm. Meantime, the new Omicron variant continues to spread across Australia, with 15 new cases of the strain detected in New South Wales and two in the ACT. Medical experts around the world are still rushing to analyse initial data to confirm whether Omicron is more infectious and more dangerous than previous strains and if it could be resistant to current vaccines. Epidemiologist Professor Tony Blakely has told TEN he believes the initial data is promising. It's nowhere near as bad at causing hospitalisation and mortality. And if it was, we would have got that news out of Europe and South Africa by now, so that's good. But we are waiting to see how bad it is at evading the vaccines. But it comes amid new warnings this morning from South Africa, with a concerning jump in hospital admissions, especially in younger patients. Here is Head of Intensive Care at a Johannesburg hospital, Rudu Mativa, on the national broadcaster. What really broke my heart yesterday was a 15-year-old, previously well child, no illness, two-day history of fever, comes into the hospital, tests positive for COVID, and literally deteriorates in front of our eyes, and nothing, no supportive therapy that we could do could help her, and we lost that patient. Meantime, Omicron cases are continuing to spike in the UK with a 50% increase in just one day. Back home and as the latest news polls show a jump in support for federal Labor, the PM has accelerated his election campaign. His push for votes moving into top gear as he attended the Bathurst 1000 race over the weekend and also visited flood-affected regions with New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet. I mean, someone else is campaigning and politicking um, back in the inner city and we're here out in, in central western New South Wales um, listening carefully to the impact of these floods. The latest news poll shows 47% of voters believe Labor will form the next government compared to the coalition's 37%. And the death toll continues to increase following the eruption of one of Indonesia's highest volcanoes on the island of Java. At least 14 people have died so far, while more than 57 others have been injured, with many suffering serious burns. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To WA and the man accused of abducting Cleo Smith is set to face court today for a second time. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has the details from Perth. 
Terence Darrell Kelly has been in custody for just over a month. It's alleged the 36-year-old took Cleo from her parents' tent at the Blowholes campsite on October 16. It sparked a massive search, lasted for 18 days, involved national appeals for information and prompted the WA government to offer a million-dollar reward. Then, on November 3, the four-year-old was found at a house in Carnarvon and Kelly was arrested. He'll appear in court for a second time today. Last week, the police officers who worked to find Cleo were honoured with a special reception at Government House. And it's a chaotic start to the week for Sydney siders with public transport thrown into chaos as bus drivers walk off the job today and tomorrow. Our reporter, Michaela Savage, has the details from Sydney. Yeah, that's right, Tash. We're being told to plan ahead with disruptions predicted across the city. Today, bus drivers in Sydney's inner west won't be operating services for 24 hours, so we'll have to hop on trains instead. But the headaches won't stop there. Tomorrow, bus services in the southwest won't be operational, and the strike action won't stop there because train drivers across the entire network are also walking off the job on Tuesday. Hundreds of services will be out of action across Sydney. It comes as teachers also prepare to strike tomorrow to demand more competitive pay and an end to staff shortages. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Omicron fears and a poor jobs report hit US stocks, especially the tech stocks, but our stock market is being pretty resilient, expected to increase today. Mm, it's a real strange one, Taj. Wall Street expected 573,000 jobs in November, but only 210,000 showed up. And that should have said the US economy was slowing, but unemployment fell from 4.5% to 4.2%, and the participation rate rose. This was seen as a dodgy jobs report. And it comes as the growing view on Omicron is that it's more transmissible, but less dangerous. That's good for people, the economy, and stock prices. Let's hope it is. Now, two big brands, Peter, could soon be co-owned with Woolworths trying to buy Priceline for $870 million, but regulators could kill the takeover deal. That's right, Tash. Supermarket giant Woolworths surprised the stock market with its $870 million takeover bid for API, which owns Priceline. But the SMH says Woolies could face obstacles from the Australian Consumer and Competition Commission and the Pharmacy Guild. Pharmacists are loved by consumers and have a lot of political might, especially in an election year, which 2022 is going to be. And Bitcoin, so much speculation, so much volatility, and it certainly moved around the market over the weekend. Yes, a Bitcoin fell from fifty-six thousand seven hundred and forty US dollars to forty-four thousand eight hundred, and was nine percent lower than the previous week. But it did rebound to forty-nine thousand six hundred later in the day. Why the ups and downs? Well, the US bad jobs report wasn't good. Omicron fears, high inflation in the US, and the fact is, cryptocurrencies attract pump and dump speculators. Cryptocurrencies are for the brave and the foolhardy, but they're here forever. Yeah, cash is king, I say. Peter, thank you. (laughs) Cheers. Time to sport now with Lee Giolo. And Lee, neither tyre troubles nor late safety cars could stop. He was amazing. Chaz Mostert over the weekend from winning the Bathurst 1000. Yeah, that's right, Tash. Mostert and his co-driver Lee Holdsworth started from pole position after clocking the fastest time in the top 10 shootout. And after losing the lead off the start, Holdsworth got to work early, reclaiming that lead and building a big one before Mostert jumped in the car. The WAU Holden driver continued to gap the field before picking up some 
tyre damage. Mostert had to pit and fell right down the order, but through sheer car speed, the pair stormed back through the field and with a safety car falling their way, retook the lead in the final third of the great race. Late safety cars prompted by crashes, cars running out of fuel and an echidna on track gave series champ Shane Van Gisbergen several chances to retake the lead, but he too suffered tyre damage and had to pit with just six laps to go. That saw the Holden pair of Holdsworth and Mostert coast to victory, followed home by Ford Duro Cam Waters and James Moffat, Brody Kostecki alongside David Russell in third. Lee, you couldn't get a more Aussie race, could you, than the Bathurst 1000. Kidna runs over the track in absolutely insane. And the Sixers have picked up from where they left off in the Big Bash League. Yes, the BBL is back and it wasn't the close one we were hoping for, fair to say. The Melbourne Stars won the toss and sent the Sydney Sixers into bat at the SCG. The opener Josh Phillippe went on to score 83 and Captain Moses Enriquez made 76, the Sixers making 213 from their 20 overs. In reply, the Stars' innings never got going, losing Joe Clark in the first over. Only two players made double-digit scores and the Melbourne Stars were all out for 61, the Sixers winning by 100. 152 runs. BBL action continues tonight with the Sydney Thunder home to the Brisbane Heat. And Lee, Melbourne Victory has suffered their first loss in the A-League season. Yeah, they certainly have, uh, succumbing 3-0 to Perth Glory. Scores were still level in the lead up to halftime, but that all changed after victory mid Rye Marchant was handed a red card. That cleared the way for Tony Burke Gilroy and Kieran Bramwell to capitalise, finding the back of the net twice in quick succession. Bruno Fornaroli scored a goal late on, dropping victory to second on the table after MacArthur FC downed Central Coast Mariners 1-0. Lee, thanks so much. My pleasure. And laughs of disbelief and tears of joy have filled a local gym north of Perth as a group of 55 women found out they had won $80 million in Powerball. It was us. No. We did. We did, Jan. We won the whole $80 million. How good is that? Each of the winners walks away with around $1.4 million. Gym owner Sue telling Channel 7 she cannot believe they won. I feel really, I really feel blessed that I bought this ticket and I'm able to share this $80 million with 55 amazing women that I work with every day and it means so much. Sue says she will use the winnings to pay off her mortgage, buy a caravan and travel around WA. Well done. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. And we look forward to seeing you bright and early tomorrow. Listener.